I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. Do you want to say it? And this is Dirty Air. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. That's how we roll, baby. Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Uh, before we get into the Formula One news in what's been an absolutely fascinating week in Formula One during the summer break where they have a month off, even though six weeks ago they had another month off and then one race has already been cancelled and another one's cancelled because of war and another one was cancelled because of COVID. So there's been lots of non-race weeks this week. But as we enter the second week of four non-race weeks, um, before we get to the news, we have a special guest, Alfie, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we do. We really do. We really do. And we never do. We've never had, we've had We've one. had one guest. Yeah. And we had Michael Italiano, uh, Yuki Sonoda's performance coach. Mm-hmm. And this week we have comedian Tati McLeod. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Maybe it's a sign of Formula One going down the pan, the fact that you've got me on the show. I think it's a sign that Formula One is going down the pan that we just have a show. Right, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a sign of... Well, there's nothing to talk about. There's so little to talk about that you're getting me on the show. I think maybe this is a sign that you have a budding career as a F1 performance coach. I wouldn't mind that. My sister went to watch Formula E the other day, which I know you said we shouldn't talk about, but... (laughs) (laughs) We 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 didn't say that. We didn't say that. I just said that I'd never seen a Formula E. And then I said no one watches it. You said said that your uh, brother-in-law... Well, not yet, but okay. yes. My he made boyfriend. all the music to Formula E. Yeah. And then Alfie said, I haven't seen it. And I said, has anyone? Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, they went to a live show the other day. Um, a, a race. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they went to a race <laughs> the other day. And, um, and my sister said, oh, you should become a presenter. One of those live presenters knocking I about. think you'd be good at that. Yeah, thank Is you. It- is it fair to, before we get into Formula One, um, mm. for some context of the people who may not know you and your work, is it, you're a comedian, is it, I, I don't feel like it's okay to call you a TikToker, I think that's not what you do, I think you've no, but, uh, found I, an audience through TikTok. Well, uh, yeah, I was doing stand-up before, as we both were, I remember the, back in the day, we were doing sort of the open mics together, but then I did a lot of online stuff, and uh, so now, probably be better known for doing comedy videos on Instagram and Yeah, I feel like it would be like if I called Daniel Ricardo a crypto ambassador. He, I mean, well, he is just, one, but that's not what he does. He's a Formula One driver. But also, it's quite bizarre when you call people TikTokers or YouTubers because it's just the medium through which the thing goes. It's like calling Ingmar Bergman a cinemara. Yeah, it's true. It's like not. <laughs> it's it's just the thing where the comedy happens at the time. And um, the reason we asked Tati to come on the show is because um, 
Tat is a Formula One fan, but mm-hmm. you're a new Formula One fan. Yeah. And that is fascinating to me. It's to a bridge us. building exercise for Josh Weller to try and may be more open hearted with regards to because Josh is a curmudgeon, a gatekeeper. That's and, unfair. Uh, uh, a purist. A purist. No. A snob. No. Uh, yes, a, a haughty moralizer when it comes to the purity. Can we, firstly, I, this dynamic of the episode of you two ganging up on me. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's, that's, uh, that's it's not, really unexpected. But I have been accused of gatekeeping through this podcast. Really? You, you found F1 through Drive to Survive. Absolutely. And for me, it's been a transformation. As in 12 months ago, not even 10 months ago, didn't even know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know it was a thing. Didn't know anything. I knew I knew <sighs> Formula One existed, but like me, I I knew there was this thing that made so Bernie Eccleston a lot of money, mm-hmm. and as a result of, and I knew who Bernie Oil. Eccleston was because of his daughters who were super rich and often in the gossip mags. That was my relationship to Formula One. It was oh, it's Tamara Eccleston's dad's business. <laughs> <laughs> what? And what, what, what on the Formula One? What in the Formula One program drew you in? Um, the gossip. Okay, so sorry, just, just so you didn't know about Formula One. Nothing. And then how? What turned? Like, what was the switch that, that where you went? Oh, I think I'll, I think I'll give this a go. Maybe like the first episode of Drive to Survive. Season so you were one? just at home and you thought, fuck it. I like documentaries. I like sports documentaries. Mm. Right. I have enjoyed those in the past. Right, and how do you feel about soap operas? Well, exactly. You know, Coronation Street, historical fan. So for me, it was like bringing together Coronation Street and, um, oh, what, I don't know, vertical, not vertical limit, but the, one of those good sports documentaries, a name of which I can't remember, and then you're sticking it together. Mm. I just remember watching it and being like, oh, it's not at all about the racing. It's about the fan. <laughs> <laughs> we often refer to and have possibly coined the term the Kardashianization of Formula One. Yeah, fantastic. Which mm. is what... Drive to Survive is, I think, uh, and credit to it. There's, I think there's a lot to enjoy. There's more to enjoy in Drive to Survive than there is in the racing, especially yeah. this year. So I have a lot of sympathy for... I think the best way to watch Formula One might be to just watch Drive to Survive, not watch the races. And if you just save up our podcast and watch it in sync with Formula One, don't listen to it week by week. Don't listen to any more episodes. Just wait until the Dirty Air episode corresponds with the certain Drive to Survive episode. And that's the best way to consume mm. Formula Except 1, Except because there, there is so... There, I mean, I have so much to say about Drive to Survive and its relationship to Formula 1. So I don't want to go into too much right now because I know you've got bits to do on your schedule. But what I think is really interesting about it is that for me, it's, it fleshes out the sport. Mm. So if you think about racing, it's straight. it's like a straight line. It's like who gets to the finish line. Drive to Survive, it's this entire breadth and width behind it. It's who's financing the teams. What are the relationships between the team principals and the drivers? What's happening backstage? That's where I feel like there's more... That makes it more interesting. Yeah, you have more knowledge of the drama. Yeah. So you can be more invested in the outcome. I mean, it, I, I would hate to... I'd hate to disagree with you. But with the season that we're having, with the... This is the most boring F1 season I have ever experienced yeah so i would like to go now nah, it's actually about the racing it's it, it really but actually it's it's about watching red bull win every weekend at this point yeah and also because i always thought my when i was really really young and i remember formula one existing and my, my only pre 
My only pre-drive survived memory of Formula One was once when a guy was about to win a race and he slowed down and another person overtook him. Yeah, that was Monaco 1996. That's the only yeah. bit of Formula One that transcended Four. into like my life, right? Mm. But I just remember those races going on for hours. Yeah. I mean, what, three, two? One and a half to two hours. I mean, yes. And then you've got the qualifying Anna, the day you, before. You can, you can do three Drive to Survive episodes in that time. <laughs> I mean... How long is a Drive I mean, to Survive episode? It's about 45 minutes. It's about 45 <laughs> minutes, <laughs> 45 yeah. Episode. But, but, like, I just remember, oh, my God, it's so it's so long. And, and often the person who would be at the front was the front in qualifying. And then once they're at the front of the race... And they're in pole position, they're going to win anyway. And rarely did I see, or do I remember there being like some big transformation that happened during the course of the race. I th- and I think that that's why, um, you know, Drive to Survive is better. Because <laughs> I feel like this is a, my therapist telling me how obvious and basic all my trauma is. Mm. She's like, well, if you're at the front during qualifying, then you're just going to be a little... And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, she's... Oh no. Yeah, when you hear I lo- somebody I who's love something stupid disconnected from the sport in some way, describe the sport back to you, go, Oh no, what a tragic waste of human life. <laughs> we've wasted over twenty four hours watching races this season. Not wasted, but we've I mean, yeah, yeah wasted. wasted. I know, but like then you you know, you want to get into a conversation about what what's life for? I, what, what are we doing? The reason I wanted to ask, uh, the reason I asked Tati to come on the show is because a couple of weeks ago you said something that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That you went, you went, oh no, I, I actually don't watch the races because I find it spoils Drive to Survive for me. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Unfo- like, let me tell you something right now. If there was already a new season of Drive to Survive that was out, mm-hmm. if I could get my fix now, mm-hmm. I would not have looked at the race scores. Which, did you, and you did watch a race? I watched a bit of a race. I watched the channel for. I watched the highlights of the race. I didn't watch the Which race. Which race? Hungarian. The most recent one. Yeah, okay. because that was That's the point. Uh, so, so that yeah. that last race was the race which um, happened after I'd finished the last episode of Drive to Survive. Right. So I immediately was like, oh, I, I need to get, I need to get my next fix. And, and what I, did you think? What was your takeaway from turning it on compared to? I'm not sure I can commit to that amount of. Television time. I would imagine watching Drive to Survive and then turning the channel and watching an actual race is a bit like, you know, when you hear Britney Spears audio of what she's actually singing on stage mm-hmm. and you realize that it's really heavily auto-tuned and she can't sing. Mm-hmm. That must, I would imagine that's what it feels like. But also it's really funny because when you guys talk about it, you say things like Max Verstappen won with, you know, 20 seconds or like a minute ahead and stuff. And I don't really care about that. I'm much more invested in like the emotional journey of the drivers. Formula One News. Helmar Marco has claimed that Max Verstappen could put a Haas or Alfa Tauri on the pole if he drove those cars. Helmer said in such, if such conditions exist, he puts an Alfa Tauri or Haas, which is a qualifying car, on pole. Now, the reason I find this interesting is because Helmut Marco does own Alfa Tauri. Mm-hmm. So... Why can't he... He could just put Max in the fucking car. Yeah, but he doesn't mean it. He's just a freelance shit-stirrer. <laughs> and he... Like, that, that's why he's just said it for fun or to kind of fuck with people. What a he's stupid like, thing to say. He just gives... Like, Helmut Marco throws a riddle into the ring every week. And yeah, like, yeah, goes, yeah. He really is. Yeah. What does this mean? <laughs> he, he is the Riddler, isn't he? Yeah. He leaves those packages that the Batman would find. Wouldn't he every week? If Max was Superman, he would finish ninth and tenth and eleventh in an Alpha Tauri or a Haas. You're like, I don't understand what that means, but sure, Helmut, let's unpack it. Is he in Drive to Survive? <laughs> Helmut. Helmut's not actually in Drive to Survive. <laughs> I don't know who he is. But have you seen Star Wars? 
Which one? He is in Star Have Wars. Have you seen Star Wars, the original three Star Wars? The ones the from, from the 70s, Harrison which are the Ford original, yeah. yeah. The guy in the so club. So you know Emperor Palpatine. Join the dark side. Oh, the one, the one who's with the thick neck, who's very, very, very white. Like, dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Darth yes. Vader's yes. boss. Is that him? Yeah. yeah. Although when you said thick neck, I did think you meant Jabba the Hutt. No, no, it's not. But, no, but no, then I you know. said very, very white. Very, very white. Yeah, yeah. 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 Although... One could argue that when Jab was strangled to death, he did turn very, very white. Anyway, um, Formula One news. I, uh, form- Hel Marco also said that he can imagine, he can imagine mm. uh, Lando Norris driving for Red Bull, but he can't imagine Hamilton driving for Red Bull. Why is that? And I think that's because Lewis Hamilton is mentally strong enough that Helmut knows that he couldn't enfeeble him emotionally. Yeah, I agree with and that. And he doesn't like the idea of uh, taking on a driver. Who was that he couldn't break? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I thought, thought you were going a different way there. But Samuel would never drive for Red Bull. Yeah. So why would you even? What? This is... Because it's Helmet saying, "Oh, we could have that driver. We could have that driver. We could have any driver." Oh, because like, it's his team. Yeah. It's, it's Helmet's team. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So Red Bull sense. is the tri- the triumvirate of Red Bull is Christian Horner, yes, who uh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry Halliwell's husband. Oh, of course, I know this. Jerry that, Halliwell. That, that is in Drive to Survive. Jerry Halliwell from the Gran Turismo movie. Do you know that? She has no. she has quite a big part in the new Grand Turismo. Who's the guy from no, Strange? No, she doesn't. She does. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. Big fan of the Spice Girls, but God, she's going to ruin it. Can I suggest she can't that act for shit. we all listen to Jerry Halliwell's song Angels in Chains after this show, which is the song she wrote about when George Michael died. And it is it went up the, on the internet and has been removed from the internet. I'm not surprised. Because everyone went, Jerry, this is this is so king bad. I didn't know she was still making music because I saw her now with the acting. Spice Girl reunion tour and um, she was the one who was phoning that concert in. Mm. It was like she was there for the paycheck. She, I honestly watched her. I thought, just let let her go. That's like, a shame. And the other Spice Girls were there for the art. They, they were fantastic. <laughs> Shut up, Alvi. They were brilliant. They were bringing their best selves. Formula One summer season on Twitter. Obviously, um, all the races stop and Formula One drives me insane on Twitter, F1 Twitter, where all these Twitter F1 things, they do these silly memes like, which driver would you most like to have a dinner party with? Who's your favourite driver so far this season? And one of the f- things I found really funny was that the overtake of the month award from Crypto.com has gone to Checo Perez, which I think is grossly unfair because he's had more opportunities to overtake than anyone in the history of the sport, yeah. given that he's fucked up every qualifying, started at the back in a rocket ship, the fastest car by half a minute, and then he gets an award. It's like giving a boxer an award for getting up more times than anybody <laughs> Okay, so I get the feeling you're quite anti-Perez. Uh, you don't rate him. Oh no, we're just quite anti F1. No, we're no, just no, taking no. the piss we're... out of him for having a kind of nervous breakdown and and curdling mentally mm. in Max's shadow. This is why you should watch the season be- uh, because what you're missing Drive to Survive is the PR spin on Checo. They're going to spin it so hard when the season comes out. You're going to miss all of him having a mental breakdown this season. After Monaco, when he chunked it into the wall. And last year, another thing they missed out on Drive to Survive last year yeah. is that he won Monaco and then cheated on his wife. <gasps> no. I know. Who so what is? we really need is Drive... This is what... This is what the Dirty Air podcast is, is it's Drive to Survive Redacted. Yeah, we're, we're Big Brother's Extra little brother. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're Drive to Survive Unleash. Yes, exactly. Uncut. We're the thing that comes up on After Love Island where they mm. go, well, can yeah, you believe yeah, yeah, what they yeah, were? Yeah, 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 he didn't totally. wear a condom. That's us. But oh F1. my God, because they, they do do such a big story about him being like a real family man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's why. That's why. Because he got his nuts up. How do we know this though? Do you read this in Gossip Mags? Well, yes, F- f1world.com. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, F1 I can. I mean, yeah, but I can imagine Formula One drivers must be such shaggers. Oh yeah, not good shaggers. Yeah. Well, no, not. They're on swarmers of the year. They're tiny little men. <laughs> Who are rich? They're yeah. not all that tiny. No, they're tiny enough they're, to they can creep out of the hotel rooms very quietly without anyone hearing them. Yeah, they're, they're like right. mice. They get you little gap in between the radiator <laughs> uh-huh. and uh-huh. the floorboards. They yeah, can get through it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? See, I always thought Paris was a really good fit for Red Bull because I thought you need someone. God, this is going to sound so mean, but I thought to myself, he knows where he's at in his career. He knows that he's not really championship material. Mm-hmm. That's your best. That's your best bet now. And the best thing for you to do, like, don't do a Daniel Ricciardo and just be like, "Well, I've got all of this ego. I'm going to go and show you. I'm going to go elsewhere, and I'll be the Max Verstappen of a different team." And I thought Perez had really thought to himself, "Yeah, this is the best I'm going to get." Mm. At one point, I was going to be out of Formula One. Now I'm in one of the best teams, and all I've got to do is like be decent in my results and let Max win every single race and I've- not fuck it up. I think that is how he felt initially. And then he won a race and went, oh, hang on. And right. he smelt uh, the tang of victory in the air. Because there's no way Lando Norris could sit in that position. Lando Norris is is. Well, the I think the man. problem Red Bull would have is that they can't. Checo is a number two driver who thinks he's a number one driver. Yes. They and- all think that, though. Give me one person who doesn't. Um, I would okay. well, Daniel yeah. Ricardo Bottas, when, Bottas when he was at Mercedes yeah. Yeah. was happy to be Bottas knew he was number two he knew he was and yeah. that's why they yeah. won as many championships as they did absolutely yeah. and I think team exactly team mentality um, there is no I in team but there is an I in cheating on your wife Checo there's an I in Mexico um, so the <laughs> so F1 summer that was, season that was clean that was very good Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, F1 summer season on Twitter really bugs me because uh, they, they do all these silly memes. So what I thought is I've written some memes for you guys to answer. Like, mm. which Formula One driver do you think would make You've uh, written a, some deadly serious memes. Yeah, so I've written, I've written some F1 summer season Twitter memes for you two to answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which driver would you want with you when you put down a beloved family pet? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it's a... It's a toss-up between George Russell. Because mm-hmm. of, of a dog being a what? Russell. There's no type of dog called Jack, a Russell. A Jack Russell. A Jack Russell. Yes. That's, well, that's, that wasn't where my mind went, oh. but yeah, um, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you're quick. And um, I guess Daniel Ricciardo, because he'd probably like make a fart joke or something. A yes. smile. Yeah. Yeah, would that help if you're having a beloved family pet put down? Oh, if I, I really love the, the pet. Do you think yeah. the dog's going to fart when it dies? Yeah. Yeah. You know, apparently when you die, you release all the excess gases in your body. You lose seven pants. Did you know that? Um, I'd go with Kevin Magnuson so I could ask the vet if they could do him as well (laughs) on a two-for-one deal. Why do you want to kill Kevin Magnuson? Because it's time. It's just has. It's time to die. Him over Nico Hulkenberg? Uh, Yeah, because... Because Magnuson, when I was deciding between the two of them, and it could be either, Magnuson looks more like a beloved family pet. Also, I feel like I'd like to walk down the street with Hulkenberg. Because uh, I could go, look at my good looking mate. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you know, like we'd be like twins. I'd be Danny DeVito. He'd be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Do you think that Mag- uh, Cam- Hulkenberg is much better looking than Magnuson? I think Hulkenberg is an absolute hunk. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would have yeah. thought that as well. Do you not? Is that not to get um, the female gaze? No. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's only one. F- Formula One driver who has women creaming their pants. And yeah, it's not Fernando Hulkenberg. Alonso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's who not. is it? Who's the one it's that women Lewis love? Hamilton. Do you think it's Lewis no, Hamilton? No, it's not. It's not. It's Charles Leclerc. It's Charles Leclerc. Wait, wait. Are you actually kidding me? No. 
You're joking. Oh my God. Have you is... not been on TikTok? Do you not know that I, there's... I, I, I have not been on TikTok. Okay, well, there's one Formula One driver has entire fan page dedicated to him. He's got like a music score associated Don't with him. Don't tell us who it is. Okay, hang on. Hang on a minute. Have we mentioned his name? No. Hang on no. a minute. Are you joking me? Wait, there's... Are a... you blind? Are we blind? It's, it's Carlos. Yes! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes he sense. He looks like a Thunderbird. Yeah, Carlos is, I mean, possibly the... the, the the most beautiful man on earth. Even though he's had laser hair removal all over his torso. I don't know about that. Okay. And, and also doesn't we, really matter. Yeah, it wouldn't put you off. It wouldn't we put could, me off. We could make up like off So on TikTok, he's Pines. huge. He's, he's, I mean, he's beautiful. He's just, he's a, an Adonis. Mm. And on TikTok, he's got an entire, so you know the song, Smooth Operator. Of course. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. his, that was his, yeah, that was his, uh, his song at McLaren. What You know that he, um he's only got eight toes. What? Yeah. Don't, 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 don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin this for me. He's only got eight toes, yeah. Stop it. Because 50% of the people who watch Drive to Survive who are of a leaning of fancying men, whether be heterosexual women mm. or gay men, are watching it for Carlos Sainz. So don't ruin this for me. Really? Yes. This is blowing my mind. I actually believe... We're, wa- we're watching it for the... For Charles, the... Charles Leclerc looks like Timothy Chalamet. What's wrong Leclerc's with him? Leclerc's gorgeous. It's just enough. The lips, Carlos Sainz's lips. But I do believe that... He's Ferra- got a little thin... I do believe Carlos that Ferrari, Ferrari made the choice of Carlos Sainz and Leclerc with an aesthetic... Yeah, I think they do a lot of things with aesthetics. Yes, when your car is as bad as theirs, they go, okay, the car is no good. Who can we put in it as a bad? Yeah, (laughs) who's the most beautiful man we could put in a car that's going to stand still for two and a half hours? (laughs) Which is why they got rid of Matteo and and bought in (laughs) Vasa. He's not a Vasus. He's a Vasa. Okay, next question. Which driver um, would you, which driver do you think you could get away with murdering? Joe. One of the ones who drives for Alfa Romeo that no one's ever heard. Yeah, Joe. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. No, you not Joe. The other yeah, one. He's, fucking... he's from China. Yeah, he's from China. The they other don't one. care about killing their own people. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Yeah, fair that's very true. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why yeah. I'm killing him. Yeah, but isn't he the only Chinese driver in the mix? Yeah. Yeah. So who's the other one from Alfa Romeo? Oh, Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. Probably not him though. He's a bit too famous. Who's the second one at Williams? Not Albon. Logan, Logan Sargent. Sargent. Yes, you could him. you could frame it as an accidental... Oh, his gun went off in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't you? you That'd be quite sc- easy, actually. You could school shoot him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a big... Uh, uh, his dad was a big Trump guy, Logan Sargent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's, a pay- he's what we call a paid driver. Do you know what that means? That means they don't get paid to join the sport. They pay to get a seat. And your face is like shocked right now. They pay for the seat and they help fund the team. And that's what Williams do. Well, I knew that. I knew that happened with... Um, Lance, well, Lance. Lance Stroll. I knew that happened. Didn't that happen originally with My Perez? My boy. Perez was like attached with to some no, massive Mexican millionaire. Billionaire. Yes, but also there are so many Mexican fans that it's in Red Bull's interest to have a Mexican driver. Yes. Because the sport is so huge in Mexico that the team makes money, which is why it would be, because the doesn't see, nobody seems to give a shit about Formula One in China, which is why I think I could get away with murdering Joe. Mm-hmm. There would yes. be no, there's no, I looked up the- uh, Joe Guan Who? The, the, the Mandarin word for fans, and it's fancy. Oh, really? With that melody. Ben, do it again. Fancy. Fancy. Like you fancy Carlos Sainz. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, final question. I hope question. he doesn't watch this because I don't want to look desperate. Which I don't think he doesn't. need to worry about it. Which worry driver it. do you think is the quickest in asking a partner to leave post intercourse? 
Alfonso. Alfonso Alonso. Alonso. <laughs> Alfonso Alonso. <laughs> that's, his, that's his disguise. <laughs> when he doesn't want to call you back. What's your name? Oh, Alfonso Alonso. Bye bye. Alfonso Alonso. <laughs> Alfonso Alonso from Reponzo. That's going to be my Formula One name. Alfonso Alonso. You think he can roll over? After uh, after he's finished, he'd be like, oh, yes. I think he'd be honest. Yes, I, I want I you to leave. I don't think he'd go, I have an early morning squash no, game. No, 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 no. That would be Carlos Sanz. You're so beautiful. I think it's time yes, for me to leave. That would be Carlos Sanz. Like, uh, no, no. Alfonso Alonso would just be like, um, okay, we're done now. <laughs> we're done. And then um, the other one would obviously be Max Verstappen. Because he's oh, just the I quickest disagree. driver. Yeah. Yeah, because he finishes Quick. quickest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but also because he's uh, the most robotic person in Formula One. You know, back in the day when it was him and Daniel Ricciardo, I remember watching it and just being like, oh my God, like, he might be fast, but bloody hell, what like a personality. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to watch him. He doesn't feature in the TV series at all. And it's but that's out of choice. Also because he... Because he knows he's got no charisma. No, it's because he wants he wanted to focus on driving. That's sure. one of the things I respect about Max. He was like, fuck that stupid show, I want to race. Mm. But I don't think you have Gatekeeper. a choice... You don't have a choice to take part in that program because your press team, the comms of the team are going to be like, no, we need it for the sponsors. We need to yeah. do it. You need to get in front of the camera. But in the first series, there was no Mercedes. There was no Red Bull. No, Lewis no, Hamilton sorry. No, no, no. There was it. no Ferrari. There, there was, was Red no, Bull. There Ferrari. was Red Bull. There was no, yeah, because yeah, Red Bull was pants. Okay, Basically, okay, when yeah. season one happened, Ferrari and Mercedes went, that show's never going to work. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it became a big hit and they went, oh, actually, yeah. oh, excuse me, hi. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it must hurt. As a as a F one driver to be edited out of because they all do the same interviews they all spend the same amount of time doing the camera work each yeah. race the team Netflix follows a team for each race and it must hurt if you're like Nick I mean not Nick DeVries bad example but if you're Joe Guanyu and you spend a day with Netflix following around yeah. and you're not in there's ten episodes and you're not in any of them yeah. you're right you could murder Joe Guanyu yeah no no I, I, I thought the, I thought my like, answer's through thought ahead he was like okay they're not I'm not interesting enough yeah. I'm gonna show a bit of bum I'm, back. I'm, gonna sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna drink hipster coffee yeah. and show my bum what you got what yeah you not follow Valtteri Bottas on Instagram did he yeah so he gets his bum out a lot um. The driver who would be quickest to leave post-sex for me would be... Interestingly, I was thinking about it, and I realised that I think it would be Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, or Nico Rosberg. Really? Why? Yeah. I just think... Tell me through those choices. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg, I think, have the most obvious psychosexual issues of everyone in the paddock. <laughs> what are you getting that from? Because they're sort of stilted. They're, 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 you know when you see somebody with a kind of washed and clean, stilted and kind of removed demeanour, uh-huh. which uh, suggests some sort of sexual proclivity that they hate <laughs> themselves for. <laughs> you know, can you, do you not think you can tell when you meet somebody Lewis who's Hamilton, into... I, I don't get that. Like I, weird stuff. Gentle. You think he's gentle? Well, he certainly comes across that way. Sorry. He's going out with Shakira. She's yeah, not going out with yeah, a bad lover. But is he? Is, is it, it or is it a it is, is it a click relationship? Yeah. <gasps> I think he strikes me as one of those people who finds it a lot easier to fuck than kiss. Um, well, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> you you just shrugged that off like, yeah, well, welcome well, to my life. <laughs> well, just like, so don't lots of men. I mean, I don't know, that doesn't strike. Yeah, because you're talking about intimacy. 
What you're saying that is, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would imagine there's a lot of Formula One drivers who are going to struggle with intimacy just by virtue of the kind of career they've undertaken and the amount of time they spend on the road. That's the problem with individual sports, isn't I it? Mean, Tennis do you players think and Formula One drivers. Toto Wolf. Intimacy. Well, stop it. Interestingly enough, he uh, kisses. I do want he to kisses. get into Toto Wolff. Well, don't we all? Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we really do. But he strikes me as this daddy figure that has these bizarre, sexually repressed drivers that just go, oh, go on, pop your, pop yourself into daddy's warm palm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me milk you off before the race. <laughs> Susie, leave the room. Why have I made him Italian? Get the pumpernickel bread. Well, that's one of the funny things on his... Have you listened to his Desert Island Discs? Of course I listen to his Desert Island Discs every night. I'm just going to play a little section of it now. And Unfinished Sympathy was the first... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yes, yes, I remember that. For me, it is really reducing um, trivial things. I, you know, I'm wearing the same clothes, I'm eating the same food, even to the point that uh, my assistants booked the same hotel room for me. Wow, okay. Every single year. And the same food, what's on the menu then? The the same dark bread is a pumpernickel with butter and uh, (laughs) and some ham, uh, a small cappuccino, because I I take half a cappuccino because I want to have another half an hour later. And then it's chicken breast with the tomato salad, and I have the same for dinner also. Okay, let's let's break that down. First yeah. of all, half a cappuccino because I want another half a cappuccino later. Yes, because he's got a limit on how much caffeine he will consume in one day. Yes, but just have a. Why is it half and half? I like how Lauren Laverne turned into Joe Rogan for a minute on Desert Island Discs. So tell us what you're reading, man. Uh, <laughs> talk, so uh, how many times a week are you working out? Uh, Protein <laughs> shakes? What else is going in this? He's one meal a day? You having one more, more than one meal a day? Uh, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back after this from our sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Uh, Toti, uh, Toto Wolff. Toti. To his friends. Toti and Alfonso. Toti to his friends. Um, <laughs> what's going on with his pumpernickel obsession? It's German. I had a German ex-boyfriend. They're obsessed with their bread. They're convinced. With pumpernickel. Pumpernickel bread. Um, yeah, but, but what I miss the most in England is the German brot. This was always, that was always my ex-boyfriend say that all the time, obsessed what? with it. And he has the same lunch and dinner every day. Yeah, genau. Yeah, but we must do that so I can focus on the rest. Yeah, that's the, like, if you read the highly effective habits of fucking boring people who you don't <laughs> want to go for a pint no. with, uh, then that's like, oh yeah, just eat the same thing every day. It's 10 rules to life Jordan Peterson crap, isn't it? Number yeah. one, dress the same, eat the same every day. Yeah. So you have to limit your choices. Wear it's, your Huel t-shirt every day. Absolutely. It's kind of put me off Toto a little bit hearing his desert 
Desert Island Discs because, first of all, one of his songs is Annie Lennox, Money Can't Buy It. And it, he says KPI. What is that? You, do you Key know? Key Performance what? Indicator. Yeah. yeah. And he says, he goes, Money is a KPI. Yeah. And then he picks a song about how money can't buy it. And, and there's something about billionaires. They always have a thing that's like money doesn't buy happiness. That's because they've got loads of money and they're depressed. Yeah. And then he says later on, he goes, my other, the other song he picked is Lauren Wood's Fallen, which is, he goes, we played this song at my wedding. And he was, while we, while we, the wedding was in Capri, we had a gospel choir singing it. And I was like, okay, so money really is quite important, isn't mm. it? If you want to get married in Capri. Mm. Yeah, it's important if you want that. But and you know, I be... don't think there are many gospel choirs in Capri, Toto. You probably had to plane them all in mm-hmm. as well. I think the most up- upsetting thing was the choice of Queen. I we know, are the champions. I know. Because fucking Queen. I, anybody that likes Queen is just yeah, a I real red flag for my me. My impression listening to it was that he didn't like any of the music because he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't listen to music. This is not... He didn't make these choices because he actually likes any of these songs. Susie, it, have you heard any songs before? <laughs> exactly. He went to his PA and said, okay, so what can we find that has an emotional link to these different points that I want to make about my life? Okay, money, what can we say that's about money but not a positive okay we'll do this it was like it was calculated you know it, it was a music responding to a theme of the subject matter you think his PR team did it for him I think he when, had yeah it's like when David yeah. Cameron was on Desert Island this and he picked the Smiths I was like you don't like the yeah. Smiths oh, all, all, and all Radiohead tell you what I really like Keen fuck yeah, off David. No, when he was leader of the opposition not. and he started vlogging yeah going into phone shops and going hello bruv uh, <laughs> absolutely uh, not the most personal song on there was Massive Attack and when he was talking about, well, I was driving on the autobahn mm. to go to the race and I'd have this and, you know, they're not driving limits on the autobahn. That was the only moment that I thought, okay, I believe you. You've made him sound like someone in Burkine who wants me to piss in their mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe that's what book, I want. The Count of Monte Cristo, A Tale of Revenge, uh, featuring the, the, the main character, uh, what was his name? The Count? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know. I haven't read it. Uh, He's engaged to a woman called Mercedes. Is he really? In Is the he? County of Monte Cristo, yeah. <gasps> that's a great fact. That's yeah. if his he PR must team have known. No, but if his PR team picked that, that's hilarious. It's really it's funny. funny. Yeah, because yeah. his favourite book is some performance winning isn't winning yeah, yeah. unless it's, you're winning by Vin Diesel. It's the highly effective habits of yeah. people you wouldn't want to go for a pint with. I have a question then about Toto Wolf. Okay. What is Toto Wolf's vice? Like, because he is just, everything about that man is under a tight leash. So controlled. The only reason why he has a successful, if it is a successful relationship, is because she is also in Formula One, gets the sport, travels with him everywhere, and is on board with it. But what is his, where does the lack of control sort of let go and what seeps Ooh. out? Every night I have two squares of dark chocolate before bed. <laughs> we need more. Where, where, what, what is it? What is it? Unsalted like, this is popcorn. The, there's something that's going to come out in 20 years' time. It'll be like, oh my God, you know he was into pegging like there'll be something that comes it's that out he was milking off lewis nico and george okay mm. oh yeah, yeah. He, his luxury yes. item was di- on desert island this was diving fins and a mask yeah and i was like that's such a sexy choice yeah because his pastime is to do hold his breath underwater oh my god <laughs> He's and, so boring. And he had it. And the other day was like, yeah, but uh, you have to be careful. We were on holiday with Susie and um, I came up and I had blood out of my nose because he took it too far. It was his eyes. It like, was blood out of his eyes. He took it too far. He was on holiday. On holiday, he was so frustrated with the concept of relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> he challenged himself 
to hold his breath for five <laughs> minutes underwater to the point where he nearly killed himself. That's Imagine going on holiday with your partner and her going, what do you want to do today? You'd just be like... Should we, I think I want to hold my breath for as but long as I can. There's a link between driving, like Formula One driving, like you do something and the adrenaline comes from the fact that you come to as, as close as you can to death without dying. But the, the, you know, the, the later you break on a corner, yeah. the more That's closer you are to crashing to, to death. Mm. So the, like, you know, it's beautiful, you feel like a fish, but then suddenly your eyes start bleeding as you held your breath for too long. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, it's, a similar, it's a similar proclivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sen used to hold his breath before the uh, fifth red light. Do you know that? So that he'd get like a big head rush as the race started. So he would hold his breath during the uh, formation lap to get like a kind of like a Wim Hof, like high. Tony Blair used to uh, not go to the toilet. No, he used to not go for a wee before he did political speeches. (laughs) Obama as well, apparently. Why? So Mm -hmm. that you'd have a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's absolute nonsense. And Carlos Sainz only has eight toes. Yeah, as well. So stop trying to sabotage Carlos Sainz. <laughs> um, Christian Horner said this week that um, Formula One has become so popular as of late. Um, if you remember Austin a few years ago, we had to get Taylor Swift there to get a crowd there. Now she'd be lucky if she's allowed in. Okay, Toto. I'm sorry, t- Christian. First of all, I think you should listen to "Angels in Chains" by the woman sleeping next to you before you start slagging <laughs> off the biggest pop star in the world. Don't you find that the, the, the snippets and Drive to Survive will be going to their life and their relationship? They feel horses. they feel staged. Yeah, of course they like, are. You don't the horse riding. The horse riding. I don't believe that you're happy. There's no. just I'm just I can't. I find it really He's hard to get my head round. Like... There's a bit where they go camping. I was like, you don't fucking. No camp. way. Yeah. A helicopter came to get you the moment that that filming stops. That's the funniest. There's no thing. way. The funniest thing about Drive to Survive is the drivers going. Mm, what's relatable? And someone going, I think golf is relatable, Carlos. And I'm going, okay, I'll play golf on my episode. Oh, I believe he plays golf. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I believe golf. he plays golf, but I also believe he thinks that's something commoners will connect with. Right, 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 right. Like, right. And that's the biggest disconnect. Because Horner's, Horner's so removed from reality that they're like, how do, you, how, how do people relax? I think horseback in Oxfordshire yeah. with all your bloodhounds following he wants you. To, I don't think he thinks that's relatable. I think he wants to show you how great his life is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a different thing. I think some of them want to be relatable and some people want to go, I actually horse ride with a Spice Girl and you know, <laughs> there's, so... no, there's no holding me back with my receding hairline. That's and my, uh, you know, an Alan Partridge TV really... show. Horseback yeah. riding with a Spice Girl. <laughs> You know what I was thinking? It's funny because you two really, really don't like um, Red Bull. Or you no, don't... no, no, we do. We you do. don't like Christian Horner. No, we do. We just don't you like... Do? No, it's just it, we don't like them winning every week. But what I find funny about... What I find really funny about it is that it just goes to show what English people are like in general because um, he he is like the only like English team principal sort of successful in Formula One. Mm, yeah. The other sure top teams. I mean, Frank Williams... McLaren. Yeah, no, yeah no, right now, currently. What uh, I'm saying is that on, okay, so on the grid, Zach, you've got like, the best, you've got you know, French, you've got French, um, you've got, you know, Alpine, French, French, you've got American, German, American. Mm. you've got American. And there's just no bit, even amongst like English people, of being like, yeah, we're going to root for him because he's English. Because you know the French are rooting for the French teams. I've never understood people having national allegiance in in individual sports. Oh, 100%. That's why Gunther wanted to get the germ, um, Schumacher to do... There's a big thing. But yeah, I've never got... At team sports, I understand rooting for your country, but I just, you know, when it's an individual, I, the country sort of... Also, is, 
it's too complicated in Formula One. There's no like I know Williams is an English team and they have but they have an American driver. Red Bull is an Austrian team from a company that's started in Thailand. They're based in Salzburg, but they have a factory in Milton Keynes. They have a Mexican driver and a Dutch driver, and the Dutch driver fans go to all the races around there that make it a home race. So there's too many territories. Fine, but Mercedes is German. Toto is German. He's Austrian, isn't he? Oh, he's okay. Austrian. You know, but I do think they're the. <laughs> There are definitely some people. He's the third most famous Austrian. <laughs> I just feel like Taylor Swift not being hit. Horner going, Taylor couldn't even come to a race now, or she'd it be lucky to get in. Like, she could tread on you, Christian. The USA is the perfect place for Formula One. I, I kind of feel like so. Like that breaks my heart. America. What was it that first attracted you to the garish, hypercapitalist environmental catastrophe that is Formula One? Yeah, it's like it's, it's it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. absolutely. It's mm-hmm. the it's, it should be their national sport. Yeah. Uh, are you um, aware of the Las Vegas race? That is a new race that started this season. It came up in these snippets for Drive to Survive next season. So. I saw I saw a little bit of that. So they they sort of teased it. Yeah, I'm not surprised they're doing it there. It makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Okay. Um, I agree everything you just said about Formula One. That is one of the reasons why I'm really surprised that I like it. Mm, and I like it too. in spite of myself. <laughs> me three. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm someone who tries to avoid getting any kind of flight in order to be better at the environment. And then I'm watching Formula One. You know, I didn't choose the sport. The sport chose me. <laughs> um. Okay, that's a really that that's a shame we're not ending on that. That should be our t-shirt be... slogan, yeah. Um, <laughs> someone messaged us saying we should have a t-shirt that says "I survived." I survived Jos Verstappen. I survived Jos Verstappen. Very good t-shirt mm-hmm. idea. Okay, so F one, obviously Las Vegas race. Um, they have announced potential for a new race, and I want you to gauge where Formula One likes to race. Vegas, more recently Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, yeah, um, kind of oil countries. So I want you to guess where the next F1 race is going to be, apparently where it's going to be? Um, well, there's a, well, there's, a, there's already a Japanese race. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking they want to go to new markets. They want to go to places with money. I thought you were going to say new market there. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic place of Formula One. Mm. We don't want to go anywhere that's like boring like that. They've got a new one in the US already. Mm-hmm. Do they have a race? They've got a race in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil they have. Well, what about China? They've, they've got, got China. They've got China. They cancelled China. China was cancelled because... covid Covid. 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 Okay. Um, Can we get a continent? Yeah, South America. Oh, okay, great. So we've already got one in Brazil. We've got one in Mexico. It's not, is it one of those two countries? Is it like a second race or is it a new country race? It's a new country. Oh, okay. So it could be Chile. Mm -hmm. Feels like a potential option there. That would be nice. Nice country. Yeah, nice. um, Pretty. Probably not Cuba. Um, I'm I'm just listing countries now. I'm going to go with Chile. It is Colombia. East Colombia. Yes. East Bogota. Colombia. Is it in, 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 in Bogota? You'd have to assume it's in Bogota. Okay, if F... This is such a stupid joke, but if F1 can't race in the wet, how are they going to race in the snow? Because that's a cocaine joke. Ah. See? I would love to see if Formula One is to continue the way that it is. Oh, sorry. that's You're laughing like you hate me. No, I'm laughing like... That was just really sweet. Oh, thanks. No, but the problem is I'm just too literal. And I went, oh, does it really snow in Bogota? <laughs> yeah, that's where I went as well. going to do it. Which is why it was sweet that you had to go, cocaine joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you said it, I thought, I guess I wonder how they change the wheels for that and how that impacts the drive. Go Formula on. One should allow a Colombian race, but all the drivers have to do three lines of beak before they go. Is that cocaine? Yes. Yes. I think I would love to see 
all of those drivers on gag. Who would be the person you would most like to hang out with on cocaine? Ooh, ooh. And who would be the person you'd least like to hang out I'd with on lo- cocaine? Uh, Lance would be my favourite cocaine guy. Oh my God. Oh my God, have you seen my stepmom? <laughs> Verstappen. He might have a personality on cocaine. No, I didn't know because cocaine with people like that can have the opposite effect. I think he'd just become very insular and just listen very intently to all the conversations happening around yeah, him. Yeah, and he'd listen to, you think that's a problem? He's like, my dad broke my nose. And you'd think, okay, that was a bit too intense. We were just having a nice conversation, man. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know? We were talking about the new McRib. Yeah. Sandwich. <laughs> about your dad breaking, breaking your nose. someone's shut ribs. Up. Yeah, speaking of ribs. Max, shut up. Danny Rick would be my least. Uh, I, I, my least favourite person to see on cocaine. He's already sort of he's on al- cocaine. He's already yeah. on cocaine. Though, you, you, you know, you talk about the opposite effects. I think a lot of shit would come out. You know, he'd be like, oh, I fuck things up. Should never have left Red Bull. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be a real airing of the grievances, wouldn't it? You no, know, he'd be the guy in the corner just being like, I don't know what happened, man. Like, no, I am a star. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Daniel what my ego We all really like Daniel Ricciardo. He's been on holiday with George Russell. Well, they bumped into each other on holiday yes. at a gig. At the Glen Finnan Viaduct, one of the train spotting hotspots in the UK, wasn't it? Yeah, and what was the gig? What was that musician George. called that we were talking <gasps> about before this? Martin Garrix. Yes. I was a DJ. Yeah, see, I didn't French know this. DJ. I didn't, I but didn't know I who just, that is. This is the thing that my takeaway of this show this week mm. George and Danny are both at some shitty DJ in like Ibiza or where were they? Yes, that makes sense. Ibiza. Right, or, or Mykonos, where, all they, where they all go. Yeah. Toto's listening to uh, Genesis and mm-hmm. Phil Collins and all mm-hmm. songs about and Frankie being, goes to Hollywood. And Frankie goes, yeah, but not not The Power of Love by Hugh Lewis and who's The Other Power of Love, which is a really depressing song. <laughs> so my real takeaway this week is how every, it's all tasteless, all of it. That my, my, George and Danny are on holiday in Ibiza watching a DJ. Yeah. They have billions. They could be doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've Why dedicated, are they doing that? They've dedicated too much of their lives to driving a car really fast to have good taste in anything outside of racing. That's why none of these people know how to dress. He's got... George had George had less buttons done up on his shirt than done up in the photo with him and Danny. That's, he's really, like, attractive, though. Is I don't think there's anything wrong with going to Ibiza on holiday. He's really... But George is like, what, 25? Yeah. Leave him be. Yeah. I really like George Russell. I think he's... Um, I like George Russell I think... Well. And he's proper, isn't he? He's head of, like, the driver's union. The pride of King's Lynn. He's a... Pro, he's like... He's like a, He's going to be a stalwart of Formula One. He's going to do Formula One. He's going to do really well on it. Then he's going to become a team principal. He is the next... He's like the British Toto Wolf. That's who he's going to become. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That whole journey... I'm the only bad thing about what everything you just said is how upset I'm now going to be if it doesn't happen. Uh, uh, just quickly, um, we asked you last week, uh, when did you check out of the F1 season and um, when? Wh- how quickly? And uh, Adam Payne said, lap three of Bahrain when Max was five seconds ahead of Charles. That was about one minute into the race. Thank you very much for that. We also asked you guys what we should call our dirty air fans. Uh, what do one uh, Krista tweeted us saying the dermy for the dirty army. But my favorite one is uh, from... David Retief, um, and he said the Scoregi is what we should call our day. Okay. I quite like fancy. Which is Italian for farts. Okay. I quite like Mandarin for fans. Fancy. As Tifosi is Italian for fans. Yeah, okay. French for fans, Tati. Uh, fan. <laughs> right. Well, that's not as, not as satisfying as I was hoping. I have to be completely honest with you. Having a... <laughs> having a bilingual guest on the podcast, I was hoping that the 
Like fan, supporter, mmh. like yeah. a football fan. Ouais, ouais, ouais. Je suis fan de football, fan de Formule 1. Ouais, form... fan, fan, quoi. Ouais. Are, you, are you rooting for Ocon or Gasly as a French person? No, I don't care who wins. I just like the stories built up around the, around, around the players. Tati McLeod, thank you so much. We thank you so much for joining us. But players. Uh, you're our second ever guest. <gasps> it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun and so enlightening. And we hope going to bring in even more people to watch this wonderful, weird, stupid, dull, boring, soul-crushing sport. Uh, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And I've been Tati McLeod. Do you want to say, I'll say and this. You say and this. And this is Dirty Air. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's oh, pretty also, good. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe and buy some merch. Bye. Feel the pain. Feel the pain. We're all angels in chains. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.